Hello everybody and welcome back. This is Schnebelin Unfiltered. And welcome back. Um, it's been a long time since I've done one of these episodes, but um, I wanted to make one just to be um, for the purpose of making one. Um, because why not? What a year it's been for college football. And what a year it's been for college football um, coming off of a COVID year. And if you look at the rankings right now, you have um, two, two teams that haven't even been to the playoffs inside the top four, um, those being Michigan and Cincinnati. Of course, we know about Georgia and Alabama. Um, then you have Oklahoma State, Notre Dame looking on the outside. Notre Dame's been there. Oklahoma State has not. It should set up for an amazing conference championship weekend. And that is what I'm here to talk to you about today. So um, first, we'll start out um, with a good one. It's the SEC championship game from Mercedes-Benz Arena in Atlanta. Actually, I lied. <laughs> We're going to start out in the Pac-12 championship game uh, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time or 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Utah, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Um, we'll see ESPN's FBI. Um, that being the Football Power Index has Utah with a 61% chance to win that game. And I'll have to say, this one's going to be a good one the second time around. I don't think anybody really predicted the slaughtering that was going that went down um, at Utah the last time th these two teams played. Um, but this time it's a lot bigger, and I feel like the best team tends to rise up in these situations. Um, I'm not going to predict this game yet. I'll come back and predict them at the end. But um, if you're looking at it here, Utah is going to have a bigger challenge on their hands. Um, Oregon's still going to have to make plays. I'm not saying, you know, Oregon's going to have um, an even better chance to win, but obviously they've Utah has shown them what they can do, and Oregon's gonna have to play a lot better because if you watch that game, it just looked like Oregon played with no energy the entire game, and um, that that won't fly this weekend. It's conference championship weekend. Who wants that Pac-12 championship? Is what you're really asking. Um, Oregon, they got their college football playoff hopes dashed by Utah. So they're going to want to pay him back. And what's better to do it than on a bigger stage than this? Um, next game, Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game, 11 a.m. Central time this Saturday on ABC. Oklahoma State, a five-and-a-half point favorite coming off the big win at Bedlam against their rival Oklahoma knocking them out of Big 12 and playoff contention. And they're going to face a Baylor team that's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, even though they really didn't show it last week against Texas Tech. They, they didn't have um, Jerry Bohannon in that game to carry them as their starting quarterback. So Oklahoma State, they made each – both teams, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, made – uh, their fair share of mistakes last week, 
but I really think this is going to be about defense. Which defense can make the stand? And in the end, that that's written all over Oklahoma State. They have shown to have by far the best defense in the Big 12 this season. Um, and that's what that's what's carried them through the season. And that's why ESPN have, has them at a 63.7% chance to win this game over Baylor. And I, I, I can, I can see where they think that Baylor has, is a own unique challenge in its own. Um, Oklahoma state, if their defense doesn't show up, you're going to have a game on your hands, but, uh, Baylor's going to have to scheme around that defense, which may be tougher than you think against an Oklahoma State team. And if you're looking at the big picture here, if you like upsets, you're going to root for Baylor on this one because many believe if Oklahoma State wins, Alabama's going to lose to Georgia. Georgia is favored in that game, and that would put Oklahoma State in at four, at least. Not saying if Michigan were to lose to Iowa or... Cincinnati lose to Houston. Those those could certainly happen, but the more likely outcome is Oklahoma State win over Baylor in the Big 12 championship, taking care of business, and having the chaos happen in front of them, which is Georgia. Unless Alabama were to beat them, and in the, that case, there might be um, questions rising on Selection Sunday. But... For now, we will say we'll stick with the realistic scenarios and an Oklahoma State win. I'm not predicting that by any means yet, not until the end, like I said. But Baylor's going to have to play very, very hard, in my opinion, to um, stay in this game against Oklahoma State's defense. And Jerry Bohannon's going to have to make some plays at quarterback. If he can do that, Baylor's got a fighting chance. But Oklahoma State, they, they've prided themselves on their defense this year. And we'll see if that's the case on Saturday. Uh, we'll skip the Mountain West championship game. Nothing against the Mountain West. Just no playoff implications. As well as Louisiana and Appalachian State. That being the Sun Belt Conference championship game. Uh, but the next game, like we were just talking about, um, the SEC championship game in Atlanta, Georgia, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I think I said arena earlier. It is a Superdome, and you can see that from the way that dome opens up. It is a massive stadium and one of my favorites um, every time I see teams playing in it. Georgia coming in at 12-0. and Number one, we all know what that defense can do. Um, everywhere is stout on that defense. The linebackers, you know Jordan Davis, he's going to show up every week on that defensive line, the nose tackle spot. He's a monster at defensive tackle. And the question is, how can Alabama fit things in against that Georgia defense? It's Nick Saban, and his he'll have to be on his finest game this Saturday in order to beat this Georgia team. Because Georgia's defense has not allowed anything this season. And that is why they're a six and a half point favorite. They have allowed 
according to ESPN, 6.9 points on average a game all season. That is amazing defense. Their offense has been just as stellar, even though they haven't played near the schedule Alabama probably has. Um, with the SEC East not being very up to par this year with Florida being down. Um, Kentucky gave them maybe a little scare earlier in the season, but that um, was put to bed after they got beat by Georgia on the road. And then since then, it's been all Georgia in the season, of course, facing cupcakes, Mizzou, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, Georgia Tech just to name a few. But then you look at Alabama's schedule and you see a slim win over Arkansas, Auburn, um, throttling of New Mexico State, and a close one against LSU. And you start to wonder, does Al- is Alabama really going to get blown out in this game? No. That, I'm going to answer that to you really quick. No. It's Nick Saban and the Tide. They aren't, they aren't going to back down at a big, big game. And it's a SEC championship game, which Nick Saban really, really makes his money. And we'll see if they can do it again. Bryce Young, if you're looking at it, their keys to the game. Bryce Young really going to have to make some plays. Somebody help out Jameson Williams if he comes to play. Um, I think he got ejected in the Auburn game. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe he will play this weekend. But it can't just be him. Georgia's going to take away him really quick. You can count on that. So who else is it going to be? I've heard uh, Brian Robinson has uh, hamstring issues. So the running game hasn't been what Nick Saban has liked it to be. So which wide receiver is going to step up? Um, Jaleel Billingsley will need to step up. Um, Um. Brooks, who caught the touchdown against um, Auburn this past weekend to tie that game, will need to step up. And if they can't, Georgia is going to make a mockery of Alabama's offense this Saturday at 3 p.m. Central on CBS. Georgia, according to ESPN, has a 66.5% chance to beat the Tide in Atlanta. We'll move on to the next one. That is Cincinnati and Houston. Now, some people, you can say what you want, but for me, I'm on the side that I don't think you can take Cincinnati out if they have a poor performance. Even if they win, say they win by like seven, or they win by three, or six, whatever it may be, if... Cincinnati has that kind of performance, then you can't, in my opinion, you can't take them out. They didn't lose. They they managed the game well enough to win, and good teams find ways to win, whether it be ugly, whether it be um, great. Good teams find ways to win, and I believe that Cincinnati should be included in the top four if they win. Unlikely they will have them in, but ESPN has them at an 80, whopping 82.6% chance to win that game at 3 p.m. Central on ABC against number 21 Houston, who's had their share of ups and downs this year. Um, 
almost dropping that game to SMU. Wow, what a finish in that one. Returning that kick. Um, and if Cincinnati doesn't get included in the college football playoff, that will once again raise questions about um, expansion. I know expansion talks have once again been tabled until at least January, and they didn't come up with hardly anything in their uh, last meeting, which, which was just a couple days ago, I believe. But besides that, if you're looking at this game, I think Cincinnati should be able to win, whether it be close or maybe by 14 points. They are favored by 10 and a half in Nippert Stadium. So, not saying that Cincinnati doesn't have to make plays to win the game, but they don't, they don't, they can manage this game well enough, I think. Um, both these quarterbacks, um, Toon and Ritter coming in, Ritter being for Cincinnati and Toon for Houston, very, very similar on the stat sheet. If you look at them, Toon is 244 for 355, Ritter 223 for 338. Tune with 3,013 yards, Ritter with 3,000 yards, Tune 26 touchdowns, Ritter 27, and both have eight interceptions. That's close. So we'll see if Houston, if Houston can make it to halftime, they have a chance. I'm saying they have a chance in that one. Cincinnati hasn't exactly pulled away from some of their more cupcake opponents this season, but... We will we'll see what happens. I just think Cincinnati can go out and take care of business. They will be in. No worries. Um, next one. Uh, Saturday night. The ACC Championship game on ABC, 7 p.m. Central Time. Number 15, Pitt. And number 16, Wake Forest. I believe both teams coming in at 10-2. and two. Uh, Pitt with a 61.5% chance to win this game. Um, Pitt is a three-point favorite with the over-under at a whopping 71 points. Do you take the over in that one? I I might, I mean, if you got to bank on the offenses coming up with their A game, and that's what they're supposed to have in these championship games. But I don't know. This one, this one should be an offensive shootout. Wake's defense and Pitt's defense have been absolutely horrendous this season so it's just whose offense can show up and show up at the right times and it'll come down to that who's going to step up on defense and make a play whether it be an interception a fumble a strip sack even just a sack maybe on third or fourth down keep the clock moving with like two minutes left that could pay huge dividends in this game and propel their team over the top and this is not for a playoff spot um right in two middle of the pack teams and i'm just excited to see an acc championship without clemson in it for once i mean giving the other guys a chance this was a nice refresher i'm sure clemson will be back um they are a young team 
whose defense is still, by the way, very, very good, even with a majority of their players being younger, even on that offensive side, they will be back. DJ Uyunglele may be only he's still he's very young, but he I think he he might be on breakout watch in the next one or two seasons, just for the matter of he's gonna he he has learned a lot this season and we'll see where it takes him. But this one, uh Wake and Pitt should be very close throughout the entire game with a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. So if you like a lot of offense, tune into this one, 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Now, for my personal favorite, I will love to give thoughts about this one. Number two, Michigan. Number 13, Iowa. 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox, the Big Ten Championship game presented by Discover. Uh, Michigan comes in, according to ESPN, 76.5% chance to win. That is the second highest only to Cincinnati's. Now, you might be saying Michigan coming off the big, big win against Ohio State. Aiden Hutchinson, probably the defensive Heisman, if we're being serious, alongside Jordan Davis. But what what you really need to pay attention to in this game is the fact that Iowa has not had offense this season. It's been very lackluster. But their defense wins their games for them. If Michigan, this is what this is the sole key to the game. You can call me what you want, but this and you this is this may be very very clear. I may be pointing out the obvious, but if Michigan can't protect the football and get if Iowa gets say two, at least two turnovers in this game, and maybe maybe right off the bat, maybe they get a pick on McNamara's first pass, or maybe J.J. McCarthy. We'll see if they put let him uh, throw the ball on Saturday night. Um, but if McNamara can protect the football, Michigan can limit the turnovers, which they have been doing very well this season. They've prided the, that's one of the things they've prided themselves on, and that's how they've gotten to their point. Protect the football. Michigan can do that. I don't think they should have much worries in this one. Just wear down the Iowa defense. Because I think that's what will happen with their rushing attack at some point in this game. Especially with their veteran offensive line, Iowa's. Um, lack of pass rush should really, really hurt Iowa in this game. Their defensive backs, I doubt, will be able to keep up at some point unless um, they get Michigan maybe uh, behind the sticks. That's another thing. Michigan can't hurt itself with holding penalties. Um, Penalties are really not acceptable in this game because... This is your best of your best, right? It's the Big Ten Championship game. And penalties just give you that much less of a chance to score, to create momentum, and to eventually win the game. So if Iowa's offense gets fields 
I just gave you the key to a Michigan win was three words. Protect the football. Iowa's key to the game is to get the ball out of Petrus's hands and quick. Their offensive line has been lackluster this year outside of Tyler Linderbaum. Um, they've been getting better. I will admit they've made much improvement over the course of the season. They should be much better next year. But it is, the time is now. If you want to impress somebody, you got David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson on opposite sides, and those tackles better show up. If they give Petrus no time, that opens the door for strip sacks, setting up behind the chains, and a very stagnant Iowa offense that will need to produce at some rate in this game because your defense cannot win this game for you. It's the Michigan Wolverines. They they can't, Iowa can't win if they don't somewhat show up on offense. Get the ball out of Petrus's hands quick with screens, Keegan Johnson, Tyron Tracy, maybe even Arlen Bruce. He's been a great playmaker for Iowa this year. And run it in between the tackles. Run it right up the middle because you know who's going to block for you. Tyler Linderbaum, in a very underrated, in a very underrated fullback, and Monty Potabom. Those two will pave the way for Tyler Goodson. They just have to get a little push up front, run it to run it right up the middle. Do not run off tackle against David Ajabo and Aiden Hutchinson. You will almost certainly get tackled in the backfield. It's an almost certain guarantee with those two on the opposite sides of the ball. So if we're looking at the spread in this one, Michigan, an 11-point favorite, over under at 43.5. Like I said, Iowa's offense will need to show up in some form. Their key to the game, get the ball out of Petrus's hands quickly because he will probably have at, at most time two to three seconds to get rid of that football before those defensive ends are on top of him and pr protect him. Because we know Alex Padilla is there, but if Petrus gets hurt early, that could spell trouble for Iowa. Um, we know Padilla can scramble around a little bit and make some plays. He will have to do that against Michigan. And if he can make some plays scrambling outside of the pocket, that that could be a problem for Michigan. But that will... that. That's a wild scenario that we'll, that we'll have to wait to see. So now, enough talk. Time for my predictions. So here, here we go. Starting with the Pac-12 championship game. Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Oregon, number 10 Oregon, number 17 Utah. Here's, here's what will happen in my opinion. We'll start with that. Oregon will show up much better than they did against in their last meeting against Utah two weeks ago. Utah needs to do what they did in that first meeting uh, two weeks ago, and maybe a little bit more. We'll see what happens. They may need a little bit more. 
but they obviously exposed Oregon in many, many ways. Utah, protect the football. If you play like you did two weeks ago, you will likely win this game. Oregon, find some ways to get your speed players involved. Get the get that Utah defense on its heels. Make some plays because you looked very sluggish and stagnant against them earlier in the season. Make some plays. Get energized. Do something. Because a stagnant team hardly wins football games. So, after all that I've said here, I will... My prediction is I would take the spread. Let's see here. Two and a half points. I'll take Utah by three. Utah by three in this one. They make enough plays down the stretch. And that defense rises up just like it has to in the end. Baylor, Oklahoma State. The X factor in this game will be Oklahoma State's defense, uh, forcing Jerry Bohannon into a a mistake, maybe a couple mistakes, um, but that that will be the major X factor in this game in uh, AT&T Stadium. So, with all that said, I think Oklahoma State wins this by a touchdown. Oklahoma State by a touchdown. Um, in the Big 12 championship game. Now we will go to the SEC championship game. Once again, this one rests on the defense. I think Georgia's defense makes too many plays in the end, and Bryce Young might have a he might have a long day, and Nick Saban might as well because I think Georgia is going to. I don't think their defense is played. I mean, they play hard. They play very hard, but I don't think they've played their hardest game yet. I think they're going to come out and very and shock people just like they did against Clemson. I think Georgia wins this game, and I think they win it by 10 points off of some defensive turnovers early that just give um, that offense a short field and put them up early. Now, uh, Houston and Cincinnati. Um, I think Cincinnati takes care of business. I don't think they played their best football yet because of their schedule. They don't feel like they've had to, even though many believe they needed style points to get to the point they are. But I don't I don't think you need style points in order to be impressive. I think this, your stats will speak for themselves. And if you watch on film, you'll really see a team in how they play. But anyways, um, back to this game. I think what I'm saying here is Cincinnati will make enough plays in this game. Houston Houston might come out firing. They're going to give them everything they got because it's it's the championship game. But I think Cincinnati ends up winning this one probably by about 10 points, I'd say. Um, ACC championship game, this will come down. I'm already saying it. This will come down to whoever has the ball last and whoever defense can stop the opposing team's offense. And I don't care if that's through penalties, if that's through a sack, if that's through tackling in the backfield. But 
you are going to see a lot of offense in this game. And both teams will need a lot of offense. And I give the nod to Pitt. Pitt wins this on a last-second field goal. They get in a field goal range and kick about a 50-yarder, 50-yarder, let's say, um, to win the game for Pitt and their conference championship. And now for the big one. The Big Ten Championship game uh, presented by Discover. You know I'm a sucker for Iowa football, but this gives you a different feel than the Penn State game earlier this season. Why? It was. This is not a home game. There will be about, there will be split. Half Iowa, half Michigan. Iowa the home team. They are the designated home team this year. Because that's how conference rules work, I guess, in the Big Ten. Iowa has beaten Michigan in five of its last seven matchups, I believe. Or maybe it's three out of the last five. I'm not sure. But the last time Iowa beat Michigan was off Keith, Keith Duncan's last second field goal. And... The last time Michigan beat Iowa, it was through pure defense. And they they bullied Iowa that day in Ann Arbor. So, what I'm, Michigan, the only way I see them losing this game is through an emotional um, flood. Just a flood of emotions after last Saturday's game. Did they play their best game against Ohio State? We'll see if they were somehow beaten up mentally in that game. Even though I don't think they were, I think they're going to come out and play just like they did against Ohio State. I think Iowa's defense is better than Ohio State's. The run and pass. But this this one's tough because... I am a very loyal Iowa fan that hates to pick against the opposing team. But I think for the sake for the sake of it, I'm gonna take Iowa. I'm gonna take Iowa in the upset. I think they're gonna come in. Um I saw a tweet on I believe it was Saturday, Saturday evening, after they saw Minnesota defeat Wisconsin that they didn't want Sunday off. They wanted to come in and get to work right away preparing for Michigan. I think Iowa will shock the world and make people really think and give them reason to them being ranked number two early in the season. I think Iowa wins this on a last-second field goal by Caleb Shudak, who, who, by the way, will be an X-factor in this game. If Caleb Shudak is off, Iowa loses. No question. If Tory Taylor is off, Iowa loses. That's beside the point. Caleb Shudak nails a 55-yard field goal to beat Michigan and take give Iowa the Big Ten Championship after a remarkable season that will go down at 11-2 and head to the Rose Bowl to play probably Utah if we are being... Uh, serious because the Pac-12 champion makes the bit makes the uh, Rose Bowl and the Big Ten champion makes the Rose Bowl unless they go to the playoff. 
Same with the Pac-12. So there you have it. There's my picks. And this was Schneblin Uncharted. Have a great weekend and enjoy conference championships. It'll be a good one. Have a good night, everybody.